Welcome to Gutter Trash Episode 7. <laughs> My name is Eric. I am Jason. Hi, Jason. What's up, Eric? We I've... made it seven episodes in. <laughs> yep. Can you believe it? <laughs> uh, we read a book called Bandette, I Volume think, 1. I think we did. It's possible. <laughs> uh, so it's been a while since we've read this. It has. Because usually we record monthly. It's, it's my fault. Uh, it's it's our fault. It's it's mostly my fault. I still haven't even put up the previous episode that we've recorded. Oh wow! Okay. At the time of us recording this episode, which may may possibly be our last episode. What? Uh, I've been lazy and also busy. It's a bad combination. Yeah, that doesn't work. Yeah, you're lazy and busy. Right? You're, just, you're hating it. Yep. <clears throat> I've been busy but not lazy. Yeah, yeah. That's mostly due to necessity now. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's like, you know, I mean, I don't have any major upcoming life events or anything like that, but uh, when I find myself with free time, the last thing I really feel like doing is, uh, you know, putting together a podcast. <laughs> right, sure. Who would? Right. So 1999. <laughs> and I'm going to be a little bit honest. Uh, that's, that's more so than usual. More so than usual. Uh, we've we've joked since episode one, you know, six weeks ago, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, you know, our you know, we we have our listenership of one. Right. You know, uh, after 10 years, it, it starts to get on you a little bit. Really? That uh, you're not really expanding an audience. If it makes you feel better, I have recently found out that um, professional comic artist Michael Nino listens to our show. Okay. Hi, Michael Nino. Hello, Michael Nino. He is awesome. I have seen his work, I guess. I maybe I've even met him once or twice. Yeah. He's very good. Yeah. Well, thanks, Michael. And hi, Brian. Yeah. You, you can stop sending me messages on Facebook. We're, we're doing another episode. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, and again, maybe our last? I don't think so, but I, I can imagine that it will be... A, it a might more, be another stretch of months. A more, a more erratic schedule. If yeah, you yeah. So my wife, my wife is having a baby, possibly as we record this. Yep, we're on baby watch. Yeah, we're on baby watch. Um, I was actually hoping she would be here to give birth to, you know, like like you know, suddenly scream from downstairs, "It's happening!" Well, she was having contractions yesterday, right. which are known as Braxton Hicks contractions, not known after the lady who noticed she was having Braxton Hicks contractions, right. but named after the man who noticed the lady noticing she was having Braxton Hicks contractions. Of course. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Right. Because it was the 1800s. So sure. You don't name shit after women in the 1800s. <laughs> you do not. No. You don't do it now. <laughs> well, they, they're making us do it now. <laughs> that was... Feminist agenda bullshit. <laughs> oh, man. 
wanting to be treated like equals. <laughs> if we were treated like equals, um, we would all be born with penises. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> no, that is outdated crazy bullshit. Yes, it is. Uh, but yeah, no, yeah, baby is on the way. Yeah, yeah. Very excited. Uh, she, so, last I saw you, a couple days ago, was, uh, you know, she, her hope was, uh, that it would, uh, be, uh, popping out yesterday. And it clearly did not happen. Did not happen. So, yesterday, she predicted, she's like, the number 24, the 24th is in my mind. And I looked it up and I was like, well, that's Monday. Yeah. And she's like, okay, it's gonna happen Monday. Right. I was like, okay, if that's tomorrow. Yep. As we record this, it's tomorrow. Right, right. It's probably six months from now by the time you hear this. <laughs> See, my baby just graduated college by the time this uploads. And we've recorded four more episodes since. <laughs> we've all been productive. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so, so yeah, so at any point in time, your phone might buzz. Yeah, it's it's sitting a foot and a half away from your phone. Yep. Which is recording the show. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see what happens. Yep. Uh so has been a while. Yeah. Sort of forgotten how to do this. <laughs> to be fair, we never learned in the first place. Also true. <laughs> what was our last thing? Do you remember what we reviewed? <laughs> was it the disappearance of Charlie Butters? I think so, yeah. That wow. Seems familiar. Man, yeah. <laughs> okay. I think you're right. Uh, I know it was a you pick. Because I picked Bandette by Juan. By Tobin Coover. <laughs> it should be their name. Yeah. It sounds like a name, right? No, it's two people. Seriously, it does. It, do- it really does. Yeah. Yeah, it's Paul Tobin and Colleen Coover. Uh, also a married couple. Are they really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they say you shouldn't, uh, work with your, uh, with your, uh, significant other. Yet here we are recording a podcast. That is true. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of why we've taken this little break. We, we split up a little while ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh on a trial separation. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, some couples can make it work. Like Paul Tobin and Colin Coover. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Is this the first Bandit collection then? Yes. Okay. So it's volume one. Yeah. <laughs> well, the listener can't see the cover. <laughs> I, I believe I said volume one. Oh, so okay. Presto. Presto is the subtitle. Uh, it's a beautiful little hardcover. Yeah, it it's is. Like, it's like smallish. Yeah. But like dainty, but cute. And yeah. Like, it, it might actually fit on my weird bullshit bookshelf that I bought a few weeks ago. Oh, you have a weird bullshit bookshelf? I, I've been into collecting bookshelves since the last episode. It's the new trend. It is. It's kind of the Beanie Babies of 2019. It really is. <laughs> Gotta get them all. <laughs> That's Pokemon. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, no, like, I, for whatever reason, I decided, you know what, I need to, I want to put my graphic novels and trades on bookshelves. They look, they look nice. Yeah. And, uh, so I bought two, uh, like six foot tall 
five shelf cases, and uh, yeah, I still made like maybe two more of those. Yeah, but uh, plus there's always room for more. Because exactly, more things are coming, right? And it's probably a volume two of Bandit. There most likely is, and, and probably even a three. Oh my God. Yeah, and I don't have them, and I would like them. Spoiler. Oh, okay. Um. Alrighty. Uh, so yeah, so I have these these two six foot tall bookshelves, and and they look great, and they hold a significant number of books. But I have a lot of books. Did you think you were gonna house all your books in those shelves when you bought those shelves? When I bought the two, I thought they would hold a lot more than they actually did. Right. But yeah. but uh, yeah, it's 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 dawning on me. Some books there. are thick. Some books are very thick. It's dumb. <laughs> All books need to be no more than one millimeter thick from here on out. Such I decree. <laughs> so I bought a smaller shelf, uh, a, a three shelf case. Okay. That I was like, you know, I I can put this in my bedroom next to my bed because at the time I had sort of a makeshift sort of shelf thing happening where I had uh, my guitar case on the floor and then basically just a row of books on top of it. Oh, man, but what if you wake up in the middle of the night with a riff in your mind and you <laughs> well, want to put it on... Well, wanna... well, now I can actually get to my guitar. That's awesome. Because previously it was covered with books. As I know, that's what yeah. I'm picturing. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds bad for the, right? yeah. the riff master. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. I'm so... Prolific, get music. I mean, they call you Eric Riffmeister, Sean Bourne, for a reason. <laughs> I don't like to talk about it, but yeah. <laughs> so I bought this small shelf and then put it there and uh, put it together. And uh, apparently the small shelf was not uh, created specifically for comics and trades and graphic novels in mind. Yeah, because um, it turned out to only be able to do two shelves, mm. and if I shift the shelf in any one direction, I don't have enough room to put any books, oh. comics, yeah. anyway. Uh, like it, it looks like it was specifically made for like paperbacks. Yeah, right. <laughs> like 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 seventies paperback. Yeah, yeah, like, like small. Like, from you know, like like you know, shitty romance novels, right. paperbacks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and even then, the second shelf uh, is significantly <laughs> shorter. And uh, if you put like a regular, like ten-inch tall trade paperback graphic novel on that shelf, it is like there's like a half an inch space between that and the bottom of the shelf. Ooh, yeah. Uh, so that shelf is reserved for books the size of Bandette. Cute little things. Cute little books. Yeah. Little, little manga-esque sized, uh, digest size, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, this one, I, I feel like it's like, it's a little bit bigger than a digest. Slightly taller than a manga, yeah. yeah. But yeah, definitely shorter than a comic book. Yeah. Uh, so you know, were these originally released as single issues? These were originally released as web only. Digital comics. Digital comics. You mean the comics for losers? <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Comics for people who don't like to touch stuff. (laughs) I've heard of those. Oh, it's not fair. They have to touch a tablet. That's true. Or if you're a sadist or masochist, a phone. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, you have to, like, embiggen everything. Right. Every little panel. I've, I've read a few comics on my phone. It's never fun. I can totally get behind reading, like, one to three comic strips on my phone or or a computer, and then after that I'm just done. Right. Like, I just can't do it anymore. And, like, you know, if, you, if you're into that, that's cool. I'm not, like, shitting on that, but personally, uh, not a fan. Right. Well, I, I am pro-digital comic. Um, I would absolutely switch to a majority digital comic uh, reading if uh, they were cheaper. Yeah, I thought they should, but I just can't. I am not going to pay full cover price for a digital comic. A dollar. A dollar best. Max. Yeah. Yeah. A little more for, like, a graphic novel or trade. Yeah. Absolutely. But for, like, a single-issue comic... I am not paying three ninety nine. I don't even no. pay three ninety nine when I for tangible comic. Right, yeah, right. Because all good comic stores they give you a discount. Sure. <laughs> or you can steal. I mean, most sure. comic shops. If you go into a comic shop, they're busy helping magic the gathering customers. <laughs> it's you can just stuff that shit down your pants. You can, yeah. yeah. Just try it next time you're in <laughs> Mavericks or Bell Book and Comic. Mostly double can come. Sure. <laughs> no. They've got that back room. You can escape out the back door. <laughs> That's right. You just steal. <laughs> no. Um, I've or never, you can just break one of their tables and distract them. I've never stolen a comic, and I probably never will, but um, I would more likely steal a tangible comic than a digital comic. Sure. I'm just not. Because, well, you don't know how to steal a digital I comic. I have zero idea how. <laughs> I'd have to steal somebody's computer in order to do it. <laughs> Like, that guy's reading a digital comic. I'll steal his computer. This must be how that works. <laughs> no, I just I just like to touch them and smell them and hold them. I, I do as well. I, I agree. And uh, But, you know, just for... I mean, the fact that I'm on my third bookshelf in the past month and, yeah. and, and considering buying more, there's a storage issue. <laughs> the environmentalist in me and the, like, minimalist that like live somewhere deep inside of me <laughs> thinks that's a great idea, but I just can't do it. I'm just, it'll never happen for me. Yeah. If I live to be a thousand, I'll not be reading digital comics. Sure. And again, let's also be honest. You're not great with the digital age. No, I'm not <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not like fighting it tooth and nail, but I just don't get it. Right. Yeah. I've tried. <laughs> I've tried. I'm like, I've, you know, I've learned how to minimally use Photoshop and sure. some other things, but, but no, yeah, I just not really into the digital thing. You're, you may be on par with, uh, I mean, maybe slightly better than like some of the members of the church where I work. <laughs> hey, that's something. You know, they, they want me to send an email on their behalf, so they bring me a handwritten letter. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, you could compose your own email. Sure. Yeah. 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 I have. Exactly. Yeah. I, I've received emails. From I you. recently posted an answer to a question on Facebook. What? Someone on Facebook questioned Mavericks. 
Um, and I figured out uh, the hard way that whenever you hit return, <laughs> it posts whatever you've written already. Yeah, yeah. You can't just like go to the next line. So I, I, I had to, you know, post them a second. Part sure, of it. Right. So, but uh, but yeah, you, you could have edited the original. See, I don't know. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Bandette uh, originally started from a company called Monkey Brain Comics, which were exclusive on Comixology. Okay. Uh, they had uh, quite a few series at the time. Uh, Edison Rex was uh, one of the other big ones, a uh, book that we read for the show. So uh, let me pause for a moment. Okay. I don't understand how Monkey Brain Comics, like what do they do if they don't actually publish a tangible book? What What is their pr- purpose? Why isn't it just Tobin and Coover? Putting it out. It's the same reason Sparkle Comics exists. It's a banner in which a bunch of people making comics for friends and for fun and whatever other weird bullshit that uh, the slogan is. Uh, you know, it's just, you know, they got together and they said, you know, it's better, I mean, Ideologically, to right. have a banner, to, right? To, sure. You know, be so, like, if you check out one, you'll check out the others, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but, I mean, what is their role? Do they like promote it, or do they like endorse it, or I have no idea. What would they do? Well, I mean, I honestly, don't think they do much anymore. Okay. Uh, but at the time, like, they were just like, you know, hey, you know got a new issue of Bandit out this week, okay. you know, go down Comixology to check it out. So probably mostly promotion. Yeah. Like, yeah. they didn't, like, like pay for it or anything, because it's not been paid for. It's just been... I mean, I'm sure... And, well, I mean, you know, I'm sure there was some, you know, sort of business plan in there, you know. I, mean, I doubt that they did this entirely for free. Right. You know. Yeah, see, that's just the whole thing. I, I just don't understand it. I don't get it. Like, it, like it's not... What do you mean? Out. You don't understand not working on a comic book for free? <laughs> right, yeah. Who would do that? No, <laughs> no, I don't understand, like, digitally... I don't understand anything about digital comics. Sure. But, but I especially don't understand digital comic companies. Like, right. to me... Because to me, a comic company is who, like, publishes and distributes it. And if it's digital, I'm like... How does that even? What what is their role? I don't. I mean, I'm I'm sure it's just like Image or, or you know Marvel even. You know this this is the company. I'm sure they had some sort of financing and then whatever. Otherwise they wouldn't have gotten as far as they did. That's true. Uh, so they would maybe <clears throat> upfront give the artist and writers some cash to maybe. work on the book, okay. and then they profit from. The downloads and that sort of thing. Uh, I don't know the ins and outs of the industry. Yes, it's a guess. But again, I, I would assume that it's a lot like an image comics. You know, they just forego the the actual physical printing of the book, uh, and, and apparently they worked out some sort of deal with Dark Horse yeah. to publish physical versions because they also did the Edison Rex trade. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah, because the copy we have here in front of us, the tangible copy, yes. is by Dark Horse Comics. Yes. Uh, and, you know, I, I believe, of course, every issue is like 16 pages or something like that. So not 
not your standard industry full size issue, but what is that? Twenty two now? Twenty maybe? Twenty. Yeah, it's thirty two at Sparkle because I just did a thirty two page count. Oh, it's still thirty two at Marvel. It's just that you know, the rest of those are ads. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mine is thirty two of of subpar quality artwork. Uh huh. And did you get paid extra? For the, the other, for the extra 12 10, 10 pages. pages. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Why else would I do it? <laughs> I do this for the cash. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, so I think most of the Monkey Burn books were like 99 cents an issue. That's not, which, that's not bad. Like, that's not bad at all. Like, I think, and I bought them. Digitally. Oh, you did? Like all the Bandad, Saul, Edison, Rex, a few of the other ones that I can't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> I do think the price point is fair yeah. for something like that. I just personally am not interested in it. It's like, it's like when I see a cheeseburger for $2, I'm like, hey, that's a fair price for a cheeseburger. Sure. But I don't want it. Right. Even if it's half of that price. What if it was a veggie burger? Oh, yeah. A veggie patty? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But, but I mean that's what I'm saying. Like to me, it's just it's just not for me. Uh, like I think I think there's a market for it, and obviously they've figured out a price point that works. And, but I just I'm not interested. I mean, print's gonna go away at some point. I don't think it will. I think it'll shrink drastically. But I don't think it'll ever go away. I don't know. I, I think that there there is a reckoning coming. Egon said that like 35 <laughs> years ago, and it <laughs> hasn't come to fruition yet. Well, he's dead now. He so. is. See, the universe smited him for saying print was dead. <laughs> you don't. You don't see Ernie Hudson shitting on print. You don't see Ernie Hudson much of a fan. If you go to any comic <laughs> comic con, he's the guy in the back corner with no line at his table. Oh, poor Ernie Hudson. I love Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson's great. I have nothing against Ernie Hudson. Me neither. But the sad truth of the fact is that. Nobody's favorite Ghostbuster oh, is Winston. I I wouldn't walk from here to my kitchen to get his autograph, but I could say the same thing about oh yeah every other Ghostbuster. Like, right, like yeah, I don't. Yeah. I mean, maybe Bill Murray just because it's Bill Murray. Sure. Well, Bill Murray would probably come up to you. Yeah. <laughs> but and but yeah. say something drunk and inappropriate. <laughs> but yeah, there's. I can't think of an actor that I would be like, oh wow, I want to go meet that actor. Like, yeah. I just mm-hmm. don't care. Like I'm. I've, I respect what they do, but I don't want them to sign anything. I don't. I don't want to tell them how much I like them. Right. And yeah. and we've met celebrities in the past. And uh, I've met know. like one celebrity in the past. You've met more than one. But uh, like I, we just talked about the other day about Bruce, Bruce Campbell. That's the yeah. one. That's the one I can think. That's of. not the only one I've ever met. I can't think of another celebrity. <laughs> I met Kenny Rogers. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, you did, but you, you went out of your way to meet Kenny I Rogers. did go out of my way to meet Kenny Rogers, but read uh, Veggie Dog Setter number zero for the full story. <laughs> no, but I, yeah, I've never like tried to meet celebrities. I've, I have, like, you know, nothing out of my way, and like Bruce Campbell for sure. I've met like a couple times, and uh, Sid Haig of uh, you know Double he's, Rejects. He's uh, awesome. He's super. And um, what was that old movie? Spider Baby. Yeah, we watched Spider Baby. Yeah, so great. Uh, I just watched a movie with him the other day. Uh, fuck, what the hell is it called? It was, I think it was a Riff Tracks. Oh, obviously it was, it was bad. 
It was like a ripoff of Charlie's Angels, like four years before Charlie's Angels ever happened. Wow. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that a ripoff or a... <laughs> what do you call that? I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. Predictive ripoff? Yeah. Uh, Proto Charlie's Angels. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, he's he's fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so I guess <laughs> guess it's come to that inevitable horrific time where we have to talk about the book. It's it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. I don't remember anything bad about it. <laughs> I don't remember anything about it at all. <laughs> Um, yeah, sadly, uh, I could say likewise. No, I remember reading it, and I remember enjoying it, Mm -hmm. and I think it has, like, a really fun, like, it reminds me of a cartoon, sort of like Batman the Animated Series, that's, um, one of those things that kids and adults can both enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's... But it, it also definitely doesn't... Lower itself to be kid friendly. Yeah, there's a couple. Yeah. Yeah, a couple instances. No, I, I say it doesn't at all. Or wait, what are you saying? So, so it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, 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 yeah I'm saying yeah, it doesn't yeah. do that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. For, for some reason, yesterday I had the thought that uh, you know, if we lived in a world where Saturday morning cartoons were still a thing, that uh, you know, we would. Absolutely, one hundred percent have a John Wick animated movie or animated oh, oh, uh, yeah. show by now. Oh heck yeah, we you know, like like the old Rambo show, right. RoboCop, or any other cartoon for kids based on rated R movies. It blows my mind to think back about that. Like there was a cartoon for RoboCop. Right, they were like this movie where there's a machine that shoots a guy for three and a half minutes. Let's turn that into something for kids. <laughs> <laughs> was there is RoboCop cereal? I don't know about that, but... In 209 Wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but, you know, they... Listen to my quotes. Successfully translated those rated R franchises into kid shows by dumbing them the fuck down. It's crazy. And, uh, you know, I don't think you need to dumb things down for kids. I've, I think I've always kind of said that. Right. Uh... Well, I think they just wanted to dumb it down in order to be, like, acceptable for parents to let their kids watch. Right, because parents generally tend to be dumber than yeah. the kids. You're, you're going to get there. It's going like, to be there. Probably a day. Yeah. Your IQ will just drop drastically. I know. I know. You're, you're probably already freaking out about everything. You know, I was totally freaked out in January. Like, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be... Like, so different and so crazy and, like, so much work and, like, what are we doing? This is nuts. And, like, it slowly just went away and now I'm just, like, I am 100% cool with it. Like, like I I totally admit I was freaked out there for a minute, but I'm just, like, I'm sure this is going to be super hard, Mm -hmm. but but I'm, like, bring it on. I'm, like, this is going to be, it's going to be great, you know? So you're just going to leave all the sharp corners. Oh, yeah. 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 Baby's first birthday, you know, it's time to watch uh, Friday the 13th, right? I just can't wait to, like, 
like have like videos online of of me dancing with my baby while we listen to Seasons in the Abyss by Slayer, like things like that are gonna be considered inappropriate. You know, I'm just like I'm just gonna go for it. You should absolutely you should. I mean, she's not going to know. Oh, I know that it's right? inappropriate. Yeah, I mean, I remember watching. Beverly Hills Cop in 48 Hours oh, when yeah. I was like 8 years old. Right? You know? Like, looking back now, I wouldn't let our 14-year-old watch that as a as a parent who has to make a judgment call. Right. But I'm like, obviously, like, I, did, I didn't develop a sailor's mouth or anything right. you know, from watching Nick Nolte, you know, spin the F word every four sure. years. I don't know. Like, I, I think people are a little too uptight about what they're... I mean, I, I wouldn't, like... Like leave porn on the, on well, the sure. laptop okay. while the kids are around or something, but they're already doing that. Already. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine yeah, if man. there was a internet when we were children? We'd be horrible people. I wouldn't know how to like. I would never have even thought to look at my algebra book. You know, <laughs> I would never have graduated anything past like fourth grade. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, you. Yeah. I've told the story numerous times. I watched A Nightmare on Elm Street when I was like six years old while eating dinner with my mom. Yeah, right? Yeah. I remember my mom taking me to see one of the Nightmare on Elm Streets at the theater. Yeah. I think it was like three or four or whatever, but yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's it's just, it's whatever. Right? You know, yeah. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. This is all a joke. Right. It's a cosmic joke. It really is. And it. And it. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, we were talking about. We actually did talk about it for a little time. bit. Yeah, that was yeah, good of us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what's this book about? So it's about a lady who likes to steal shit, um, but kind of, kind of, almost in a Robin Hoodie way. Like she's, I mean, she keeps some of it for herself. Sure. Why wouldn't she? You got to skip off the work, top, right? Yeah. yeah. Again, anytime I ring someone up at my work, I'm like. Ten forty-seven, and then like a dollar right in my pocket. Sure, you know, it's the way it works. It's what you do in retail. It's what I do at the church. (laughs) (laughs) No, but no, but she uh, she like rescues um, stolen things and returns them, and she kind of works the police sometimes. But she's kind of like a Batman who's a little bit more like Robin Hood. Yeah, like she keeps some of it. Like she doesn't give it to the poor. She, like, has a room where she has, like, some really cool, famous, like, paintings and whatnot and books because she's like, well, you know, I rescued 90% of it. Right. I'm going to keep 10% for myself. Sure. And I respect that. I do as well. I think that's fine. Uh, So, yeah, so she winds up uh, stealing something from, uh, you know, a dangerous uh, sort of uh, uber criminal. And uh, that guy then decides that uh, he's going to put a hit out on her. Yeah. And uh, it's it's primarily the conflict of, of this book is uh, her uh, evading uh, being murdered. Well, she's also continuing her life of, of uh, thieving her. Sure. Thievery. Yeah. Uh, and she's got a, a rival thief that she has to deal with named uh, Monsieur. Yeah. Uh, this uh, book also takes place in France. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so lots of French names. Right. Uh, that uh, we will probably fuck up if we try to say. Or, or just remember entirely. That's also <laughs> possibly true. <term. clears throat> there's a, uh, uh, a 
police chief that she uh, has kind of a relationship with. I can't pronounce his name. Belgique, something like that. Sure. B e l g i q u e. Isn't there like a matador girl too? There is a character called the matador. I think she was cool. She was also very cool. Kind of reminded me of the the character from the Silver's Daredevil, also known as the Matador. Oh, I forget what number he was in, but I remember Wally Wood drew that cover, and it's Daredevil fighting the Matador. Nice. You've been reading a lot of Silver Age Daredevils. I've been looking at Silver Age Daredevils lately. I love. I gotta say, I love Bill Everett. He's one of those guys that I don't think I ever even noticed that he was alive for the first like thirty years I read comics. Sure. But in the last, I don't think he was alive during the first thirty years he read comics. <laughs> but I, but I, I, I've come to really respect and love his artwork. Yeah. I think he's great. Uh, you know, famously went through that with Jack Kirby himself. Yeah. Who is that? I don't know. Uh. <laughs> is he the guy that did the dingbats? Yes, that's his that's famous him. thing. Yep. He's known for that. <laughs> You know they're coming out with a, a hardcover. I very well know. Extra yes. dingbat story yep. for tomorrow's publish and check it out, people. It's forty dollars, but it's worth it. Already pre-ordered. Nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's just a it's a fun little romp. It's got a you know clearly has you know its influences on its sleeve you know here and there. Uh, a little bit of Batman, a little bit of Robin Hood, a little bit of uh, Diabolique. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or Diabolic, whatever you want to call it. The, the Italian thing, not the uh, weird lesbian crime drama thing. I don't know that. Uh, there was a movie called Diabolique. Uh, there was a remake with Sharon Stone. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I, I don't know. Started the original. I think we watched a Diabolique thing. We, didn't. we watched the Italian comic Phantomax or something. Uh what was it called, like, Phantom Monster? It was called uh, Diabolic. Diabolic. Okay. Diabolic, whatever you want to call it. But, yeah, the Italian comic character with the uh, the mask. All right. In the car. In the car. Yeah, the cool car. Oh, yeah. Like a cross between the Batmobile and the Speed Racer. Right, right, yeah. yeah. And the, uh, the the song that Mike Patton covered. Uh, yeah. The Steve song. Right, yeah. Pretty great. Deep, deep down. Uh, but, you yeah, know, a little bit of that in there, too. It's just it's it it is totally all ages friendly. Yeah, uh, but like I said earlier, never talks down to to the audience at all. The art's fucking fantastic. It is. <laughs> so, did you read the thing at the end about how she colors this thing? I could not because I don't like being crushed spiritually. So, like the entire time I was reading this book, I was like, I was like, I love the way this looks, like the color and like just. Whatever, whatever steps they use, like I want to learn what that is, and and she lays it out in an easy 378 step process <laughs> at the end. It just seems so needlessly complex than it should be. But I mean, obviously, it's fucking beautiful. Sure. But I just could not imagine that that is the easiest way to do it. Like after I read what what. Like all of the a myriad of steps and processes that she uses, I couldn't believe it. Well, I mean, to be fair, she does start from like layouts, yeah, like, like thumbnails. Sure. So you know that's a uh, you know a lengthy task. I mean, it probably works for her, but I I just feel like 
There's got to be another way to do that. Well, you've never done thumbnails. You just pretty much go straight to the ink almost. That's true. Well, no, I, I usually pencil first. I pencil first. But no, it, I mean, like, if it works for her, I'm glad she does it because it is beautiful. Like, her artwork is incredible. It I, is. I love it. I will say, looking at this, you know, she's got the, she, she, she does this digitally. Yeah. <clears throat> or at least she starts digitally. So she does some of the watercolory things, like with an actual brush. Right. But she scans that in and adds it. And she even said in there, she mentions that that is her favorite part of the process is when she actually does the like the brushy, right. like tangible artwork. And and I'm just like, you know, as we were talking about earlier, the analog part portion of me that is 99% of my body says like, well, why don't you do more of it analog and then right. just do minimal digital? Like I will, like I'm looking here, she's got the penciling portion, which she does digitally. Yeah. And then she prints out that and then inks the digital pencils, like, on paper. It seems, and also, like, the pencils are pretty goddamn finished. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, the, the I would not call those pencils. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and I guess she does do that because she wants to, you know, play with the, uh, you know, analog tools, the, the inks and right. the, uh, the washes. Uh, and then, uh, but then, you know, you have to scan them back in. And <laughs> I know, it seems like there's a lot of scanning and a lot of tweaking involved. Like, yeah. And she is clearly awesome at doing brushwork. Right. Like, it looks beautiful. So, I'm, I, the, you know, the the curmudgeon in me just <laughs> wants to tell her, just do it all analog and then scan right. it at the end and tweak it if you need to. Uh, you know, I, I agree with that somewhat, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's obviously how she wants to work. Yeah. And, and yeah, uh, if she's comfortable, she, I mean, if she's comfortable and, <clears throat> you know, which I assume she is. And then B, if, if the work is as good as it, as it turns out, which obviously it is, right. then yeah, why change it? But, but, um, and as like the artist in me just doesn't, doesn't think I could do that. Right. Or, or at least I couldn't enjoy it. Well, you know, I mean, as for me, you know, I, uh, I hate coloring. <laughs> I, I feel it's the most tedious thing in the world it's to pretty, ever do. It's pretty tedious. You know? And, uh, but you know, I mean, she walks through the steps, even on just the coloring. I always appreciate that though. Even if the process is not a process, I would ever, think to emulate. Right. I love seeing people's process. So, sure. so like, yeah, the back like 20 pages of this book is uh, her process on how to draw and color her artwork. And right. I think that's awesome that it was included. And she does her own letter. I mean, she does everything yeah. in this book. So, I mean, other than writing the script and I'm sure she has a hand in that too. Uh, but yeah, if, I mean, if you're a process junkie, this book is worth it alone just to get that. And yeah, it's neat. It's, I, I, I swear that's like the most memorable part of this book for me, even though, like, even though the process is something, like I said, I wouldn't really try to replicate myself, but, uh, it was the most enjoyable part of it. Yeah. And that's not to say I didn't like the story because I thought, I thought the stories were fun and cool, but, but 
the part that I remember the most is the process part. Right. Uh, but yeah, and we're not, you know, shitting on her process. You know, clearly it works. Uh, we're just, you know, it does seem a little excessive, but then, you know, what artist, there's no, <laughs> there's no streamline standard for artists across right. the board. No. You know, like, I mean, even you and I don't draw in the exact same way, you know, when we right. work on books, you know, not that I work on books, but, you know. We, we uh, both do it occasionally. Yeah, well, you more so than me, and uh, me, uh, you know, I, I guess uh, I just don't want to work for free. Yeah, but, our, but basically our processes are, are all different, and yeah. it's hard to argue with her results. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and it's clearly worked, and I think they're still working on this. I think they're still putting out new bandettes. Same team of Tobin and Kobe. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, and they occasionally do some backups with, uh, uh, or, or uh, I think they call them urchin stories. Urchin uh, stories? Yeah. The uh, Bendette's uh, urchins are her uh, little tag team of, of uh, street people that uh, help her out on her uh, little adventures. Okay. Like, uh, yeah, the, uh, they're like, yeah, it reminds me sort of of like 30s and 40s comics where, where like the spirit has like his little troop of exactly yeah. and stuff. Uh, for me, I always associate it with the shadow. Mostly because of the movie starring Alec Baldwin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's a thing in actual Shadow, you know, stories or anything like that. I can't remember. I've seen the movie and I've read some books, but I, yeah, I can't remember the yeah. side characters. Uh, but yeah, the, I guess between story arcs, they would put out these little like short two, three page uh, urchin stories with uh, different artists. Just focusing on like one of the supporting characters, you know. Hmm. Uh, did she, no, I don't remember. <laughs> oh, they're in the book. Oh, yeah. the, oh I thought you were talking about the shadow. Yeah, yeah, the ones yeah. here, yeah. yeah, 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 like Monsieur and, and right, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, and those all have different artists, and yep. they're, they're really neat looking too. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's a uh, table of contents or anything like that. He is flipping pages. I am. The book. Wish you were here to see it. Yep. Doing a poor job <laughs> of it. Just, uh, just no dexterity whatsoever. <laughs> oh. I don't, I don't know if I recognized any of the backup story artists, but, uh, Steve Lieber, uh, did, uh, uh Inspector Belgique. Isn't that Stanley's brother? <laughs> I think it's his nephew. Oh. But uh, currently the artist of the upcoming Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen oh, comic cool. coming out, which Matt I'm Fraction. super fucking excited about. Matt Fraction don't know how to write no comic. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Case did one. Is that Richard Case's brother? <laughs> Maybe? I don't know. Uh, but he is the guy that uh, drew a lot of the Batman 66s and oh, okay. uh, the Deer Creature graphic novel that we read. Okay, I was like, I know I recognize that name, I couldn't listen. Uh, Mitch Gerads. Um, uh, he did the Mr. Miracle miniseries and Sheriff of Babylon and uh, random Batmans here and there with uh, Tom King. Okay. Uh, I still haven't read Mr. Miracle. 
I, re I read the first issue the week it came out just yeah. to make sure I wanted to buy it. Sure. And I was like, okay, I want to buy these. And then I bought them all as they yeah. came out and never have read them. I uh, I read the first one the day it came out and uh, saved them all up until like issue 11. Uh, read the all and then uh, when the 12th issue came out, I read that the day I got it. So I'll have to read it eventually. Like if I ever do like a like a podcast where I review books or something, right. maybe, yeah. I'll, maybe I'll choose it. Yeah, you'd be down, the, down the road. Down the road, yeah. 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 Uh, I enjoyed it. I, and I have some issues with Tom King. Oh, yeah? But it uh, has nothing to do with the, the Mr. Miracle series. Heroes in Crisis. <laughs> There's a story by Erica Moen. I've heard the name, but I uh, cannot place uh, where but the name seems very familiar. But all the art is great. Yeah, it's pretty good. And, uh, and then there's a prose story, which uh, I skipped. Yeah. 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 We're, we're, we're not great. I should read comics. <laughs> we're, uh, we're, we're garbage people. I knew I wouldn't even remember the comic, let alone the prose story. <laughs> so I was like, what about it? <laughs> yeah, no offense, Tobin and Coover, but... We're not here to read uh, paragraphs of stuff. Yes. Yeah. We're fucking dumb. We're dumb guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've recently started trying to, again, read the Sandman series. I've read the first 20 issues of it numerous times over the years. And, uh, like, a year ago, I bought the Sandman library, which has all the stories in it. And uh, so I'm, I'm going through it, and I'm, I'm now on the trade paperback that has up to issue 20. Um, and uh, there was an issue in, in one of the trades that uh, just had a just a block of text on, uh, and it, but it was it was panels, but but it was so dialogue heavy, and it was done in like a really fancy font because uh, oh, of course, game and the, yeah. you know he goes for that kind of shit. Todd Klein, you motherfucker, <laughs> uh, and I'm just like, and it's four and thirty in the morning, and I'm just like, I'm I'm not doing this. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I've read the first like eight trades worth of Sandman, yeah. and I I think it's a pretty solid book, but it is not in my at least in my top fifty favorite comics. Of sure, it. like I like I I get that it's good, but I don't I don't get the love that it has. Like, sure, like I think there's much better Vertigo books from that same time period, you know, and much better stuff before or since, and. And I don't think it's even the best thing Neil Gaiman's ever done. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's good, but it's not the thing that everybody seems to make it into. Right. I think at the time it was kind of revolutionary, mm -hmm. you know, and when, when it was coming out. And I think a lot sure. of people latch on to that feeling of it. Right. Know? Yeah, it was groundbreaking. Yeah. Late 80s. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, let's, we probably talk about Vertigo after the break here. Oh, yeah. 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 Hurts. News? There's news. There's some news. Yeah. 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 Uh, but uh, I would like to, uh, you know, personally throw out an apology to Paul Tobin and Colin Coover for <laughs> totally fucking up the review of this book that we read two months ago. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Well, it's not like they sent it to us. It's true. So, yeah. no apology necessary. 
We liked it. Yeah, I remember liking it. And yeah. I'll, I'll, if someone, if someone, if anyone ever asks, I'll say you should read it. It's good. Yeah, but okay. I can't tell you much of the details. And eventually, I will seek out further volumes of this book. There you go. To put it on my tiny bookshelf, <laughs> right? Just because, more so because it fits as opposed to your actual love of the book. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted something to fit in. There. Sure. I, I, if I'm gonna buy another one of those, like I know I don't have a lot of books that. Will only fit on that bottom shelf, right? So, so I'm gonna get more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Hopefully, they do multiple volumes, right? So yeah. Up. Something has got to sit next to Scott Pilgrim, right? <laughs> this is slightly taller than Scott. It is, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, want to take a break? Yeah. All right. It was, it was, I'm glad you picked this. It was good. Yes. I, I do think it was good. I know we didn't. You know, we're we're bad at this. We're bad at this, but no, it was a good. It was a good yeah, book. It was. Should read it. it really was. Read it. Everybody should read yeah, Bandits. Yeah. yeah. And put it on your tiny bookshelf. So then put it on your tiny bookshelf, or get it digitally and put it on your tiny tablet. Don't get it digitally. That's stupid. <laughs> To gutter trash. Hey, so baby watch, baby watch, baby watch. Where where are we at? We're still good. We're still yeah. still good. Still still having the baby. Still having just the baby. Not presently. Not yet. All right. So my wife has been having contractions. It was funny. I went to another comic shop around here. What? And uh, <laughs> and uh, 
my wife had texted me like, hey, I just had a contraction at work. And like I, I, I told the guy behind the counter, he's like, hey, my wife just had a contraction. He's like, he's like, wait a minute. So your wife is having contractions and you're at a comic shop shopping? And I was like, yeah. I was like, she's working. She's paying for these comics that I'm buying right now. <laughs> he was like, that's amazing. I was like, that's how, that's how it goes, man. No, um, she's having the what's commonly known as the Braxton Hicks right. contraction. Which, which we discussed. We discussed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, oh, that's a nice car. Oh, my God. So we're, <laughs> we're sitting here right by a window. <laughs> I live on a, like a moderately busy street here, and there's a there's like a '70s car that just drove by. That was it was beautiful. it was a pinmobile. It was a pin, yeah, yeah. ragtop, oh, yeah. shiny green chrome. I don't know what it was, but like it, that weird sparkly kind of thing oh, that you God. usually see in like okay. amusement parks. I love it. <laughs> but no, yeah, my wife's uh, still she's working right now. Still working. She's could have the baby any day. All right. Well, I hope the factory lets her off. Yeah. If, you know, it happens. Yeah. She's on the assembly line. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, she has a desk job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's sitting in a comfy chair right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, earlier, you know, I mean, it's been a few months, and uh, but uh, you know, not, nothing super interesting has happened uh you know, at all to me anyway. Um, but, uh, we, we talked about meeting celebrities. Oh yeah. And, um, this happened just this morning at six thirty AM. You met a celebrity? I did. And, uh, when I tell you the celebrity, I think you're going to have the exact same reaction that I had upon meeting the celebrity at least internally. Externally, I keep my cool. Oh, sure. I'm pro. <laughs> you are a pro. You've done this for months now. Yep. <laughs> but. Was it Stanley? <laughs> no. <laughs> but, uh. What, I mean, he's dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. I think you're right. Yeah. No, I'm. 100% sure, correct. He's dead. <laughs> um, when, I, when I walked into work on Friday night at 11 p.m., uh, it was a clusterfuck, and it just did not get much better that entire night. And if you would have told me at that point in time, by the end of my shift on Sunday morning that I would be meeting Kenny G, uh, I would have said, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so you work at uh, a music studio where you're a record producer. <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't know, Eric is uh, called Albanian Sean Bourne. <laughs> no, no, you work at a third, a third shift at a hotel yep, on the weekends. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Please continue. So Friday night, uh, you know, we, we have like a book that, you know, people pass notes to other ships and whatever. Uh, like last week, uh, you know, the notes for me said, uh, hey, there's a mandatory meeting on Monday. And I just laughed because I was like, I have a real job. Fuck you. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, but today, the, this, the, on Friday, the notes said, uh, you know, there's uh, a group checking in uh, Saturday night, but they won't be arriving until six in the morning. 
so you know, do this, this, and this before you know you run the like. Part of my job is I have to basically roll the date from you know Saturday to Sunday. Okay. You know, and but all the billing needs to be done before that. Sure. <clears throat> so you know they're like these people are booked for Saturday. Check them in even though they won't be arriving until Sunday. Uh, so that way they'll be billed. And it just says it's this group, like some name. It was weird. And, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't called like Canning G. No, no, no. no. Uh, it was like abbreviated like AABS or something like that. Yeah. And uh, there's like seven people on the reservation, and they're arriving at six a.m. Wow. Okay. And so I got there last night, and uh, my previous shift had already checked them all in. And they just had their keys and paperwork sitting, like, off to the side. And, like, okay, this is for when they come in. Okay. So I work my shift the, the way I normally do. And then, like, at 5.50, I'm like, well, I should probably get these keys ready. And they're, they're, they're due any minute. And so, like, I go through them and, like, you know, I put all the their registration slips and their keys together. And I put them in a pile. And, uh, you know, I look through them and everything seems normal and, uh, you know, got them all set. And so then around 6.30 or so, this guy comes in because uh, uh, there's six people listed on the thing. And then the seventh is just says bus driver. And, you know, we have a lot of groups come in. With a driver. With a driver, yeah. So this guy comes in and he's wearing like a weird hat. And, uh, he's like, does like a cabbie hat? No, no, it was like, uh, like a sun cap, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just one of those things where, like, the broom is, like, folded, like, around the oh, sides, you know. Uh, so he comes in, he's talking to somebody on a Bluetooth, and, which always annoys the fuck out of me. Sure. Uh, but he's like, yeah, we're here with the, the, whatever group, and, checking in and I was like, okay, you know, it's like, uh, I just need, you know, everybody to come in and like sign their registration forms. It's like, uh, is there any way I can just sign them all? It's like, no, it's like, I need everyone to, you know, just sign their forms, you know, it's like a security. Yeah. Right. Uh, he's like, all right. I was like, you're the driver. He's like, yeah. So like I hand him his and give him his key and, uh, he's like, okay, I'll tell everyone on the bus. I'm like, all right. So I'm standing there, and it's about five or six minutes later, and I hear look, it's like I'm you hear a saxophone. <laughs> I hear the door open, and uh, in comes walking in this guy with giant poodle hair, and it's Kenny fucking me. <laughs> wow, and. How do you process that? I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm still processing it. But, like, you know, I'm there to do my job. Sure. Also, not a Kennedy fan. Right. Why would you be? Sure. Uh, I mean, his most enjoyable thing I've ever seen is from the uh, Michael Bolton Big Sexy Valentine Day special. Yeah, yeah. No, he wasn't bad. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, more power to him. Sure. Just personally not a fan. No, exactly. He is the digital comics of music. Sure. But, yeah, whatever. He's... <laughs> he's different. He's, he's different. Uh, yeah, not my thing. 
So clearly, I'm not going to go batshit crazy over the fact that Kenny G is standing but in front of me. You, but you recognized him. I absolutely recognized him. He's a recognizable dude. Yeah. <laughs> He's also carrying a lot of luggage, and one of them happens to be somewhat saxophone-shaped. He carries his own luggage. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, now let that be a lesson to you kids out there. <laughs> you got to work for your money, even if you're Kenny G. He's also staying at a shitty Holiday Inn in Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> Uh, we're not that shitty, but it's not great either. It's not the high. Yeah. You, you would think Kenny G would be somewhere better. Right. Yeah. Five star. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we are three star max. Mm-hmm. Max. Uh, and so he comes in and uh, he gives me his fake name that uh, he is registered under. I'm Jenny Key. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember what his fake name was? I absolutely do. Oh, sweet. What was it? I'm not going to say it. Oh, why not? Just in case. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell it to you off, uh, off air. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, clearly, you know, he, he uses it to, to remain anonymous. Was it, was it at least, can you tell us, was it at least like a funny name? Like, was it George Lucas or something? No, like that? no. It was uh, just a made up name. I did a little research and I don't know where he got the last name from, but I know where he got the first name from. Okay. So, so you know. Nice. At least that part worked out. But it was like a nod to something? Mm, sort of. Okay, cool. Uh, again, I'll, I'll tell you off about that. Uh-huh, you guys don't know what yeah. I do. <laughs> and literally, like, our interaction was just that brief. He comes in and is like, uh, hey, I'm with the group, uh, you know, this is my name. Yeah. Okay, and and even though I'm like, that's not your name, because <laughs> you're fucking Kenny G. Do you know what the G stands for? Gorlick. Gorlick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I hand him his registration form. He signs it, and uh, so I sort of got Kenny G's autograph. Nice. With his fake name. Right. <laughs> and. Uh, Gave him his key, told him where his room was, and then he disappeared. Wow. And then I was like, that is why the bus driver did not want him coming in individually. Sure. So that he could just disappear into his room. Yeah. And, and luckily, at the time, you know, it's 6.30 in the morning, there's not a ton of people hanging out. Sure. It was like me, one person in the breakfast room, and like the guy working the breakfast room. Did the breakfast people like look at go, oh my yeah. god. No, no, I did nothing. Yeah. Uh, and then slowly, I don't know what the hell was happening, but uh, man, like it was like ten minute intervals. The rest of his band came in. Huh. <laughs> it was like they're all just in a bus. It's like right out in the parking lot. You know, just well, they're all getting come in. They're all getting blowjobs. Well, sure, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> consecutively from the same person. Right, so yeah, that, yeah, that's why. That's what that's what a rock and roll tour bus is about. <laughs> Molly Crew did it. Sure, yeah. I'm sure it's the same thing with Kenny G. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, Motley Crew and Kenny G are right there. Uh, so, yeah, they all came in, like, you know, one by one, and uh, yeah, I had them sign their registration slips. They all, you know, got their keys, and then most of them, like, all, like, grabbed a breakfast before going to their rooms. And, uh, but, like, I mean, it was just that. So Kenny had his own room, though. Kenny had his own room. Yeah. Kenny got the jacuzzi suite. Nice. <laughs> He deserves it. Can you imagine him in that jacuzzi playing the saxophone? 
eating a continental breakfast bagel. You know, I uh, where I parked was uh, right outside that room. Uh, I, I should have stopped to listen to see if there was any like saxophone uh, coming out of some, the window. Like yeah. some noodle practice. Sure, yeah. So yeah. was he playing the show then? I guess uh, he's at the praise. Okay. Either tonight Today? or yesterday. I don't know. Right, but they, they showed up at 6.30 in the morning and they're all checking out. You know, your cat's eating your phone. Oh. <laughs> uh, they're all uh, checking out today. So, I mean, they're literally only there for hours. Wow. Yeah. So, man, it's a, it's a rough road life. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, just, just Kenny G just staring you in the face. Wow. Just That's unexpected so, Kenny G. And before sunup, even. Well, I mean, the sun was up. Okay. But, yeah, it, it rises early nowadays. It rises over Kenny G's shoulders. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Wherever he goes. <laughs> That's amazing. So since you've been at this hotel, I know you've been at other hotels, sure, other famous people, but is this your first celebrity encounter at this at hotel? At this hotel, yeah. yeah. And uh, when my replacement came in, I was like, you know, if you would have told me that I would have met Kenny G this morning, I would have said you were full of shit. He was like, oh, nobody told you? I was like, no. <laughs> Maybe that's what the Monday meeting was about. It's possible. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, and then the other interesting thing uh, that happened to me was uh, just before I came over here, I stopped at the uh, little convenience store up the road uh, oh, to yeah. grab a uh, some caffeine. And uh, as I got out of my car, like this twelve year old kid on a bike rides up to me and is like, "Hey man, can you go buy me a pack of smokes?" <laughs> I was like, "Nope," and just walked into the store. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. It's- that would have been my response, too. It's like, I ain't got time for your shit. Right? Plus, it could have been, like, a sting. Right? Yeah. Man. Yeah. It's like, a, been a full day. It's a pretty good morning. <laughs> I mean, it's never going to equal your Kenny Rogers story. Sure. But at least I've met a famous Kenny. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So I'm sure they didn't, like, drop you free tickets or anything. Yeah. I mean, maybe they did for the hotel yeah. entirely, but maybe. Yeah. But, hell, no one thought to even tell me that that's who was coming in. Right. So, yeah. Man, that's cool. That's really cool. <laughs> and like I said, it was literally the briefest interaction possible. Like, like barely any words between us were spoken, and I never, never said anything. I was like, oh, it's the pleasure to meet you. Sure. Yeah, it was just like. Please sign this. Playing it safe. Here's your key. He might he might have been tired. Do you think he was up all night? Uh, I think yeah. Uh, I mean, or at least on the road all night, right? Or... Wow, it's impressive. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> it's a pretty early check-in. Maybe he slept for like eight hours before the show. Then, well, uh, I mean, again, they were they were scheduled to arrive Saturday. Night. Mm-hmm. And, just happened to. Uh, you know, apparently, they knew in advance that they would not be there until morning. So. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've met you know, yeah, like a couple of other musicians or so at the other hotels I've worked at, like Fog Hat and uh, Amy Grant, oh. Harry Belafonte. 
Wow. Harry Belafonte was probably the one that I was like the most starstruck about. Really? Yeah. Because I don't know if I would even recognize Harry, Harry Belafonte. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you know, older black gentleman. Sings Deo. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> the banana song. Right. The fucking banana song. Yeah. Uh... I mean, but even then, it was just like, oh, hey, you know, here's your key to go down that hall to the elevator. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was, like, no interaction, yeah. But, because, again, I'm a professional. Like, sure. <laughs> yeah. Other than with Fog Hat, where you just, like, had a Oh, I went fucking nuts. Sign your drawers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and Fog Hat is the only one that ever really had any extra interaction with me in which they asked to uh, use the pool. But it was like 2 in the morning. And yeah, I was really? just like, oh, no, no fog hat. No, no. It's like, I, I can't do that fog hat. <laughs> <laughs> you all need showers. <laughs> you can't just shower in the pool, fog hat. I know you're playing the hot dog fest down the street, but... Uh... <laughs> oh, poor fog hat. Hello, you've fallen... Would you say it's been a low ride? Oh, wow. I would. <laughs> if I would have known that they had sung that song. <laughs> they may not have. I can't name a Foghat song. <laughs> I know I've heard the band, but I couldn't. If you pressed a gun against my head, I couldn't confidently name a Foghat song. I'm, I'm 40% sure they did low ride. Okay. And. And even then, I don't know if it's Lowride or Lowrider. Oh, okay. Because it's two different songs. Sure. Yeah. Lowrider is a good song. Sure. I like that song. Yeah, they're both fine. Slowride? Is it Slow? Slowride. Right, that may be it. That might be it. Yeah. That sounds like a foghead. Sure. All right. <laughs> Still only 40% sure about it. Right. But yeah. That's funny. Uh, so yeah. So Vertigo Comics. Yeah, what happened? They're closing their doors. Well, you know, I guess it was inevitable. Sure. I can tell you that 100% of the copies of Books of Magic and Dreaming that we order at my store end up at this house. <laughs> because my wife, my, my wife reads the one copy that we sell. Sure. So, and some of the other ones we, we sell two or three copies of. So. Lucifer or... House of Whispers. I, uh... Don't sell well for us. I don't think I've bought a Vertigo book in years. Uh, uh, I think I've tried a couple of them, but I just haven't found a good one since, like, like Why the Last Man era. Sure. Um, that's been, like, ten years ago. Almost, yeah. Jeez. Wow. Uh, it was... I tried Suiciders. Is that the name of that? Oh, the uh, Bermejo one. Yeah. And then, like, he didn't even draw the second series of it. And it also was not great. Yeah, I never, I never checked it out. Pretty, but... Yeah, his art's awesome. But story-wise, it was... Mm-hmm. And, uh, I remember buying The Last Gang in Town, uh, which came out a few years ago. I found them all in quarter bins. Oh, I don't <laughs> remember that one. I was up for a quarter. Sure. Hmm. Um, and I almost bought was it Deathbed? <laughs> yeah, it came out like a couple months ago. Because you thought it was based on the movie. <laughs> I was kind of hoping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I've heard Unfollow is good. Right. But I've never, yeah, I think, I think Bike Club might be the last one I read. Wow, that was way too long ago. <laughs> was that before Wild West? I think so. Okay. Yeah. 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 But man, you know, like, so there was like this thing on Twitter. It was like, hey, you know, celebrate Vertigo. You know, what's your top five favorite Vertigo comics? And like, you know, I was like, hey, I'll play along. I like games. And, sure. Uh, so I listed like my five favorite Vertigo books. Uh, and then I was just like, but I like so many more. And then I just started listing like all the Vertigo books that I loved. And there was like a lot. Mm-hmm. And they were all from like the late nineties to the early two thousands. Yeah. And it was like after that, like, like, okay, I see why they closed. Kind of like, I mean, they have some names, but like none that ever was like, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I'm following this person to like whatever they do, you know? Right. And I mean, even then, like, like I would say Brian K. Vaughn is almost like that, but there's also still stuff by him that I would not read, like Saga. I think I just have no interest. But, you know, it's also Image Comics has pretty much taken over the banner of what Vertigo used to be. I, I agree. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, like literally a lot of the same creators, but, um, just, yeah, the, the like kind of off kilter titles and storylines and art. Yeah. yeah I, I honestly can't even, I can't think of a Vertigo book I've read in the last 10 years. Like they, I've I've looked at a lot of them because I see them when they come out of the boxes, but sure. nothing has grabbed me. All right. Like I think uh, Survivors Club was something I was kind of interested in, but like oh, not yeah. enough to uh, like actually buy it. There was a book that came out. I think when they launched those like there's like four new titles that month. I read one of them. It was it was maybe Survivors Club was it was it the one like. It was supposed to be like the victims of of serial killer or like horror characters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I read the first issue and I just didn't get into it. Yeah. Well, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little sad, but it's mostly just out of nostalgia. Yeah, as I say, it'd be, it'd be way more sad if it was like they were pumping out great stuff and they decided right. to kill it. Yeah. But yeah, it's just it's not really been <clears throat> relevant it, for a while. Right. And then, yeah, like, I just haven't had too much interest, and I'm sure part of it is, you know, basically Warner Brothers DC was like, well, why are we allowing people to have the rights to these comics? Right. You know, it's like, we should own everything. Yeah. And so a lot of the creators who would otherwise probably have done stuff, you know, went elsewhere. Right. Where they get to keep the rights to their books. Like Image and Aftershock. Right, right. And, yeah, like, they're... I mean, Vertigo was important, and that paved the way for what Image is now mm-hmm. become, and you know, other publishers like Aftershock and Black Mask. Uh, didn't didn't Karen Berger start editing something else? She started a line at Dark Horse. Yeah, that's right. Books or Burger something. Books, yeah. And then uh, IDW has uh, Black Crown, which also has a bunch of. Former Vertigo people working sure. on them, yeah. Like Warren Ellis, maybe. Uh, I don't think Warren Ellis did anything for them, but Peter Milligan did. Peter, that's that's who it was, yeah. Uh, Peter Milligan. Uh, 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 yeah. yeah. Philip Bond has a book, but his wife is also the person who is in charge of Black Crown. So oh, cool. Yeah. 
He's good. He is good. And I almost picked up his book, but then I saw he didn't actually really draw it. Oh. What do you pencil it, but not ink it? I don't know. Something about it was obviously enough to make me say no, thank you, which is sad because I really like Bond. Right? Yeah, he's he's really good. Yeah. But I've seen him like post panels and stuff. Hmm. So I don't I don't know. He's working on something. He's doing something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a little sad. What are your top five favorite Vertigo books? I would say, man, that's a tough one. Doom Patrol number one. Really? Yeah. Do you consider it? Because I mean, it started before the Vertigo banner. Right. But I think of it as a Vertigo book. Okay. Because I would not include that because I like the Grant Morrison stuff. But his last issue was the last DC issue of it. Oh, was it? It yeah. wasn't Vertigo by then? Nope. Okay. See, I always think of it as a Vertigo book. Yeah, it was okay. the Rachel Pollock. Pollock. I didn't like her stuff. Uh, it, was it, was, it was way too, like, tarot, cardy, right. like, witchy. And, like, you know... So your wife probably dug it. She... I don't know if she's ever read it, but she probably would. Uh, okay, so... <clears throat> would you consider Shade the Changing Man? Yes, I would. I liked Shade the Changing Man. I liked uh, Enigma. Uh-huh. Uh, which is also Peter Milligan. Yeah. Um, hmm. Why the Last Man, for sure. I love that book. Um, I wouldn't put Preacher in there. Uh, I don't know. Probably the most of the ones I really liked were... Some of the miniseries stuff. That's uh, they all count. Was Flex Mentello Vertigo? Yeah. Yeah, I love that one. Um, and uh, Enigma? I don't know. You already said Enigma. Oh, okay. Which is good. I'd almost count it twice. Uh, the Extremist. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. The I think I like the art more than the story. Of well, that, sure. But I love that. Yeah. My top five. Shade to change your man. Enigma. Invisibles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Invisibles. Yeah. Preacher. And uh, Transmetropolitan. So I would put Invisibles over Enigma or Extremist. Yeah, I forgot that, that was really good. Uh, I'll tell you how much I love Enigma. I have bought individually the entire series multiple times. And giving them to every woman I've ever had sex with. Oh wow! <laughs> I don't. I don't remember you ever. Well, I probably already had a set of. Oh yeah, I, yeah. That's probably what it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want you to have doubles. Yeah. <laughs> so I've bought it multiple, multiple times. Uh, and and yeah, just because I love that series so much, like I want other people to experience it. If they've had sex with you. If they've had, only if they've had sex with me. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, there's been, I'm sure there's plenty I'm forgetting to, like, like Adventures in the Rifle Brigade. Was oh, that yeah. Vertigo? Yeah. That was good. Oh, yeah, like I said, like, I did the, the, the I played the game of, yeah. like, the top five, and then I just listed every other Vertigo book that I yeah. just remember loving. And unfortunately for me, Adventures in the Rifle Brigade was not on that list. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, Flex Mentallo, Why the Last Man, uh, 100 Bullets, 
It was Joe the Barbarian? Joe the Barbarian. Mm-hmm. Was, I did not like that book. It was pretty. But, uh, Plus there's just been like some good anthology type things. Oh, yeah. Like Winter's Edge and uh, Flinch. Flinch, yeah. Um, and then like just one shots like eaters and face yeah uh, uh, hellblazer you know if you know it's my all time favorite characters you know? yeah I like the ones I've read but it didn't it wasn't one of my favorites but I like them yeah. uh, I didn't put salmon on the list because I'm literally still just reading them <laughs> it's yeah. hard to count the first twenty issues four different times. <laughs> I like some of them. Like I like seasons and <clears throat> seasons of the mist a lot. I thought that was a really good story. I just don't like the ones that are really like Shakespeare worship or you know sure. that kind of stuff. It just gets a little I'm just out of my range there. He's a, he's got a little bit of a Shakespeare fetish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Vertigo's good stuff. Yeah, let's, let's pour a little uh, malt liquor out for him. Yeah, yeah. V three. Oh, yeah, that one's a good one. It's a great. Uh, uh, 2020 Visions. Yeah, it's a good, yeah. they're good uh, anthology. Yeah. First three issues are drawn by Frank Quietly. Those are the ones I have because they were drawn by Frank Quietly. Yeah. Me <laughs> too. <laughs> Don't you own a page? I do. That's yeah, what I thought. I do own a page of that. It's like an old man jerking off in the shower or something yep. like that. Yeah. Yep. Of course, you picked your favorite page. <laughs> You're lucky. Some people, you know, you just have to settle for just any page. Right? But you got the one that you really wanted. That's true. <laughs> Actually, I think they did have like eight different pages from it, and I was like, I want that one. <laughs> well, I was like, it has a building, it has some people, you know, it has like all these different things. Like, I get to see like his art in different because it has like the establishing shot of the apartment right. building is. In. Uh, yeah. I an Invisibles page too. Yeah, that you do. Phil yeah. Menas. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I bought more for the fact that it was written by Morrison than it was drawn by Jimenez, but sure. But it was still it was cool. Yeah. Just you, you don't dislike Phil. Jimenez, no, I don't. I don't. I'm like he's not amongst my favorite comic artists, but I, I like him. Yeah. 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 Vertigo. It's awesome. Yeah, it was. R.I.P. Yep. But, you know, like, the Sandman books or whatever are all still going to continue under some sort of different label. Probably Black Label, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Which I don't understand the Black Label thing anyway, because... You have to have a penis in the first issue. Okay. Well, then, so did... uh, when they reprinted uh, New Frontier, did they just add oh, yeah. cock to all of it? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So I guess in the, uh, the Superman year one probably had a hidden penis in it. Sure. Well, it's Frank Miller, so of course it did. Yeah. <laughs> he probably just took John Romita Jr.'s line art and was like, yep, here's a dick. Here's where the dick should go. Here's my sloppily drawn inked dick. Those covers are probably the worst thing I've ever seen him draw. Like, I like his art generally, but I think he's done some bad stuff. But, man, I've been talking Miller or Romita. Miller. I've never seen anything worse drawn by Frank Miller than the covers to issue one and two of Superman Year One. They are shit. Yeah. (laughs) 
What happened to Frank Miller? I do not know. I wonder. Yeah. I mean, he's done more great comics, like, percentage-wise. Like, the books that he's done there are good or so good. Right. But, man, lately, yeah, wow. I mean, I mean, I still respect the guy for what he has done, but, but yeah, the, the new stuff is just awful. Did you read Xerxes or whatever? No, no, no. Remember, I think Joe G said he read the first issue and enjoyed it. Yeah, our, our friend who apparently does comic reviews online. Sure. See, I, I didn't, I didn't even dig 300 though, and it's like a yeah, sequel yeah. to that. So, yeah. I thought the art was good in 300, but I just didn't enjoy it. I, mean, I like the comic. Oh, the movie was even worse. Yeah, yeah. the movie is terrible. <laughs> Zack Snyder. How did that guy ever continue to get work? I like the Watchmen that he did. I like that one. Didn't care for that myself either. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I like Dawn of the Dead. Oh yeah, he did that. Yeah. The second one. Yeah. Richard Cheese. Yeah. Johnny Cash. Sure. That, that's a soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, not in the actual movie. <laughs> yeah, those are on there. Well, they're in the movie. Well, sure. But yeah, they're not in the movie. Right. Yeah. They're say they're not. Yeah, no. And also it's. Not, you know, integral to the movie. That's all I remember about it. Right. <laughs> I just remember it being really good and thinking, hey, this guy has promise. Yeah. And then <laughs> then was proven wrong. <laughs> and instead, the screenwriter went on to do much better things. Who mm. well, I already was a fan of. Who's that? James Gunn. Oh, yeah. I've heard of him. Yeah. He's done a little movie you may have heard of called Slither. Yes, uh, but also uh, the specials. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Biopic about the Scott Man. Yep. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I read a comic recently. Oh. That uh, probably in, in, a, in a better day and age would have been a Vertigo book uh, called uh, Rover Red Charlie. Oh, yeah. It was uh, written by Garth Ennis, former Vertigo ingenue. Sure. Uh, it was uh, it was pretty good. It's about dogs. It is about dogs. It's about dogs in the apocalypse. Wow. Yeah. That sounds good, especially it's, by Ennis. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's you know still Ennisy stuff throughout. You know, just uh, you know random gross shit that maybe probably could have been cut. But, sure. You know, but he wants it in there. Sure. Yeah. But otherwise, like it, it had a lot of heart, and, and, and it was it was really enjoyable. I would uh, recommend it. Who published that? Avatar. Okay. Who also publishes a lot of stuff that I don't ever want to read. Right. Yeah. Like, like everything else. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Every uh, Cthulhu rape book that you ever thought uh, shouldn't exist, they've got them. Yeah, they and they've got eight <laughs> covers for each issue too. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand how they got Alan Moore and Griffinus to be so involved in Avatar. Right? I don't, I don't get it. It's it's a little weird. Especially Alan Moore. Yeah. Especially as he's so curmudgeonly and picky. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess they are pretty much the polar opposite of DC, then. Right. That is true. DC only has two bearing covers per issue. That's true. 
<laughs> That's only for their big titles. Yeah, <laughs> most of these is one variant. <laughs> uh, you read anything recently? Um, I read uh, The Follies of Richard Wadsworth by Nick Mandag. Um, I like that a lot. Right. It's like a three-story uh, graphic novel, just like deadpan, dry humor, Canadian humor. Uh, he lost me at Canadian. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty good. I like, I like that guy a lot. Um, but yeah, just random stuff. I'm reading Paper Girls, which is the one issue away from being over. That's pretty been pretty good. Yeah. I read uh, Silver Surfer Black, number one. Oh, yeah, I read that as well. I like the art a lot. The art's great. Yeah. yeah. I didn't mind the story. Um, we kind of talked about this a little bit. Uh, the other day, is, uh, I don't mind the story, but it is picking up a lot from a whole bunch of other comics that I've never read. Yeah, and I find that to be a little irritating. Yeah, that was my main problem with it too. Like, otherwise it was fine, but yeah, but yeah, the art's ninety percent of the reason I picked it up anyway. Yeah, Treadmore is probably more like ninety nine percent of the reason. Treadmore is just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He is a weird kind of genius. I agree. Yeah, yeah, it's it's special. Yeah, there's something special there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just Justin Jordan, uh, who wrote the Luther Strode stuff with uh, Trad, uh, posted uh, one of the upcoming Silver Surfer covers that he did, and he posted the color version and the black and white version. And the color version looks great, but the black and white version, just like, wow, why isn't why did they color it? Yeah. Wow. They shouldn't have. Like, no offense to the colorist. Yeah. But the black and white version is just mind-blowing. <laughs> I'll flip for that. Yeah, he's good. Uh, I'd like to see him draw a Guar comic. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Luther Strode is almost kind of there. Right? Sure. Yeah. Just excessively violent and weird creatures and stuff. <laughs> Asks. I feel like I've read some older stuff, but I can't think of. Well, you've been reading a lot of Silver Age Daredevil, as we established. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Read any celebrities lately? Not really. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. I saw your phone ring. Was uh, your wife giving birth yet? Not yet. Okay. It's just a friend of mine wanted to probably have ice cream or something. Okay. Right. Blow them off and have ice cream with me. <laughs> Pretty here. <laughs> Then we could all three have ice cream. Yeah, yes. no, not gonna happen. I don't want to hang out with twenty after rich. <laughs> I'm assuming it wasn't what. Uh, was it? Uh, no, it was Zibby. So, 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 no baby yet. No baby, but but it's it's close. Uh, could it's, be today. Could be today. Could be a week from now. We don't know, but uh, it's it's gonna throw your life out of whack. Sure, and uh, just for like eighteen years though. Probably, yeah. yeah. It's not too long yeah. in the grand scheme of things. Um, but uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, you've decided to do this thing, and it's gonna fuck up my life a little bit. <laughs> And I don't appreciate it much. Should have consulted you. You should have, really. 
I mean, I at least would have given you the, you know, the speech about how irresponsible it is to bring children into this terrible fucking world that we live in. It is a scary place. <laughs> it's real scary. Yeah, it's not great, and it's not going to get better. Ken G can just stroll into your place of work at any moment, <laughs> unannounced. That's the kind of world we live in. <laughs> Do you want your future daughter to just have a run-in with Kenny G? No. No. Nobody no. does. No. Nobody no. wants to have a run-in with Kenny G. Kenneth Gorlack? No, not at all. <laughs> I'll keep her safe. I'll homeschool her. <laughs> no vax. None of that. She'll be safe here. <laughs> but, but no, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be different. Yeah, yeah. So, but hopefully, we'll still find time to do this. Maybe. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, like dry nights up in the air now. Up in the air, everything's up in the air. Gutter trashes is questionable. Sure. Uh, you know, even, even me just uh, stopping by the comic store is is iffy. Because I might not be there. Because you might not be there, and apparently I'm not allowed to go in when you're not there. <laughs> you were told such. Uh, such. Every time I come in, like as soon as I walk in, I'm like, yeah, just is not here, man. It's like, I, I come in here for other things, right. too. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. It's like, I, I will give you money for stuff. <laughs> Jason does not have to be here sure. for me to do that. No. That's funny. <laughs> I also got the same thing at GameSwap. Like, Russell's not here. So they, they want to just look for something. Sure. Yeah. Play Donkey Kong. Well, yeah. Me, me and the long-haired drunk guy. I knew you were Just about. yelling at each other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but, uh, so, I, I would ideally like to continue doing things with you. Sure. You, you are one of my closest friends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel that way. Ge ge geographically and uh, oh. emotionally. Oh, yeah. I thought we were just talking about geographically. Oh, well. <laughs> I mean, geographically, you are my closest friend. Right, sure. <laughs> I mean, especially at this moment. Oh, yeah. Because right. we said that. That is true. <laughs> but even when we part company tonight, right. you will still be the closest to me. Right. In, in any direction. Wow. Like, you are blocks away from me. I feel honored. Yeah. Well, I mean, you chose to move here. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I moved in near you. That, yeah, that's that why true. It's primarily why we chose this place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. The school system's fine, but well, it's right under right yeah. Hey, you don't have to worry about that for, like, six more years. I know, right? Yeah. As I said, homeschool. <laughs> and, uh, six years from now, maybe the only option. <laughs> that's true. Six years from now, we we all may have to bunker with each other in like some underground concrete tube. <laughs> well, you'll be in a different one because you're not all white. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry to say. It's, yeah. No. Nope. <laughs> it's it's coming. <laughs> you know, back when when uh, the dipshit was elected, and uh, you know, before all this became. Horrifying. Sure. Uh, you know, like you know, I made the joke that you know, hey, you know, I'm I'm part Hispanic. Maybe they'll you know, deport me to some you know other country, <laughs> and that'd be great. You know, deport me, deport me back to my homeland of sure. Puerto Rico. Yeah, even though 
Never weren't born there. Nope, nope. I'm born right here in Dayton. That's why I have no accents other than just hillbilly. <laughs> That's why I speak no words of Spanish. That's why I have a Scandinavian name. <laughs> but it didn't happen. You weren't you weren't deported. No, no. Uh, Sorry. Instead, now I'll just be in a concentration camp. You know. Well, you've always said trouble concentrating, so maybe it's a great idea. It's true. Yeah. It is true. <laughs> what were we talking about? Um, oh, we might do the show again. We might do the show again. Uh, we're not sure when exactly. Yeah, I think we will do the show again. Right. It just, it'll just be... could be next week. It could yeah. be three months from now. I, I would like to do the show again. I would like to continue doing this show. Sure. Uh, even even if there's going to be a screaming baby in the background. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. It'll be just like having Edna again. Yeah. Poor Edna. Or like the bird. Or the bird, yeah. yeah. The bird happened for a while. Uh, R.I.P. the bird. <laughs> the bird's gone. Uh, R.I.P. Edna. Well, she's still around. Uh, she's still around. She just doesn't like me anymore. She's just hiding. No, she's just sleepy a lot lately. <laughs> What's that about? I don't know. I always heard that boxers were just always, you know, super energetic. She's been all the time. She's, I mean, she's like flicks that switch a lot, but yeah, but she sleeps a lot too. Yeah. And uh, the other dog who hates me is uh, just. She used to hate you. She still isn't fond of me, but I believe she tolerates me more now. Uh, she is literally feet away, just. Pass the fuck out. It's pretty nice, yeah. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, so probably the next time we do this, you may have had a child. Yeah, I'm guaranteed. Yeah. Um, and, uh, do you have a name already? Larry? Larry? Yeah. It's a good name. It's a good name for a girl. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to, you know. <laughs> Gender, you oh, know, yeah. specify yeah. anyone you know, these days. <laughs> no, her name is Emerald Ripley Young. Uh, where where the uh, Emerald come from? Emerald is my wife's birthstone. Uh, and she's okay. always wanted to name her child that if she had a daughter, but um, her previous two were boys, and right. she just didn't want to name either of them Emerald. She could have named one of them Emerald. Emerald, like yeah. The, uh, the, oh, the, the chef. Bam. Yeah, that. Um, and then Ripley, I and we could just call him. Oh, I know why you chose Ripley. Because believe it or not, <laughs> um, no, the movie Alien. Ellen Ripley is my favorite badass female fictional character. Yeah. My uh, my ex girlfriend uh, from you know years ago uh, destroyed my life. Um, her niece had a daughter when she and I were dating and, uh, you know, gave birth. And, uh, I remember like, you know, asking like, oh, so what did they name her? Like, oh, her, her name's Ripley. I was like, that's awesome. Like alien. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, like, like just a real badass, you know, woman. You know, that's cool. Yeah. They didn't name her Ripley. Oh, <laughs> are you thinking about it? Though? Nope. Oh, nope. Just, just misheard. Oh, what was it really? Uh, Ridley, maybe? Ridley, or, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It, <sighs> nothing nearly as cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Emerald Ripley Young. Oh, probably Bradshaw Young? No, Bradshaw. 
we'll probably mostly call her Emmy, mostly. Sure. Because <laughs> it's cuter. Sure. It's shorter? It's shorter. Easy to say. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, I can't even. I have trouble saying Emerald. I'm like, is it three syllables? Four? A two? I don't know. Emerald. It's two. <laughs> See, we. E M R O L D. Emerald. Emerald, yeah. <laughs> No, just just M rolled. Yeah. Right, yeah. Rolled. yeah. <laughs> Is it like an apostrophe, like a weird alien name? <laughs> oh, it should be. Like the third letter is capitalized for no reason. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did, did Chris Claremont write your kid? <laughs> did you hear Chris Claremont and Wilson Kevich are doing a New Mutants one shot? I did not. Yeah, they're doing a one-shot in November, or September together. Oh, wow, nice. Yeah. Uh, I might actually check that out. Should be cool. I was never a huge New Mutants fan. I wasn't either. Um, I mean, not till Wifel came along. Well, sure. But, yeah. but obviously. But looking back at it, um, like, it's some of the most amazing 80s art in a Marvel comic. Oh, absolutely. Think. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. I don't know if I'll read it or not, but right, yeah. check it out. I, uh, I mean, I own uh, a trade paperback of the Demon Bear Saga, mm-hmm. uh, but I've never read it. The art's awesome. And the now. art's yeah. fucking great. And that was, I think, basically the day that Bill Sinkevich, you know, took acid and, you know, figured out yeah. his new art style. Because, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, everything up till that point had been just... Like, like you can see the evolution of, of Sinkevich's art, like, go from, like, Neil Adamsy. To yeah. like a really loose Neil Adamsy, to then just crazy Same, fucking yeah. you know inspiring Dave McKean, right. you know, and everyone else. Yeah, you know, yeah, he was great. Did he do Moon Knight before New Mutants, or is that simultaneously or like, before? Okay, yeah, because yeah, that one wasn't as crazy. Yeah, like I said, that was more him like, in a Neil Adams sort of phase. Yeah. But like the later ones, there's some like weirdness to it. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I always like the Moon Knight. Don't even know why. Yeah, that's a cool looking character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We we uh, we we may do the gutter trash again. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, no, Brian, no guarantees on when it will actually come out. <laughs> right. Uh, just uh, know know that it will happen. Uh, if if it takes too long, uh, maybe I'll I'll rope someone else into doing like a special here and there. Oh, there you go. Uh, but uh, you know, I would. Uh, it's 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 our little baby that that we had before this little fucking thing that's gonna come out of your life. <laughs> it's true. Uh, and uh, I'd like to see it grow up to to be eighteen years old at some day. Oh wow, we're getting there. Yeah, yeah. We're we're in the latter half. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, pick a book? Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, no guarantee one will actually read it or review it. Yeah. But, but it's on the table. It's on the table. Well, no. Well, yeah. Bandit is on the table. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I was wanting to read a book that I've recently found every issue of, um, called Slash Maraud. All right. I've heard of it. Yeah. Old eighties sort of cyberpunky. Yeah. yeah. Paul Glacy and somebody. I don't know. Doug Monk? Probably. I don't know. He, the, that the sounds two worked right. a lot. 
together. I think that sounds right, but I couldn't get Maybe a Robert Lauren Fleming. I mean, he seems like a, a mid-80s kind of dude. I actually still have the cover pulled. Okay. Right. I just wanted to make sure. It is, yeah, Monk. Oh, nice. All right. Uh, I am famously not a fan of Paul Galassi. Right. But I'll, I'll go ahead and read it. I've, I've vetoed a lot of stuff just because I don't like the art. Huh. And, uh... Just, just be forewarned, I'm probably not going to say a lot of great things about the art. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Six months from now or whatever. If, you know, if, 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 if ever. If <laughs> ever. Yeah. <laughs> I might forget what we picked and we'll just read like a Batman book. Or something. That's fine, too. Yeah, just not a Paul Galassi one. No. <laughs> he did Catwoman. Did he do Batman, too? Uh, he did, uh, the, I mean, he did a story arc in uh, Legends of the Dark Knight uh, okay. early on. I remember because uh, my brother bought it for me for Christmas one day. Oh, one year, just just one issue of it. Sure, it was like part three of six. Ah, that's it, had, it had Hugo Strange in it. Oh yeah, that's cool. I like Hugo Strange. Sure, but believe Catwoman was also in that. I I like his art. I don't know, like Master Kung Fu and no nothing. I've never actually read a Master of Kung Fu, but yeah, it's just some of the stuff I've read. You know. Did he do one of the Batman Predator crossovers? Maybe. I I think his like, you know, like early '80s stuff is much better than his newer stuff. But uh, it it may also entirely be the fact that you know he he bailed on the very first Jim City Comic Con. Oh. uh, It may just be for whatever reason harboring ill will towards him on that. That's possible. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I generally just something about his art that I do not enjoy. Right? You know, just maybe overly rendered. Like he reminds me a lot of like, or I guess this guy reminds me a lot of Paul Galassi, uh Phil Winslade. Oh yeah, uh-huh. uh, it's like a and yeah, just like it's a, an art style that I just don't dig. Right? Yeah. And I'm sure it's technically all fine, but just not. Personally, yeah, aesthetically, I think it just this rubs me the wrong way. Well, maybe you'll get rubbed the right way with a <laughs> slash mirage. I always hope I get rubbed the right way. <laughs> it rarely happens. <laughs> not, not even Kenny G could rub me the right way. Nope. You should have called on that hot tub. You never know. It's true. Right in. Could have had a party. <laughs> him and his giant hair. His hair is bigger than he is. Wow. He is a tiny dude. Did he have a hat on? Nope. No. Nope. You can't put a hat can't on contain that. That was a trick question. Yeah. <laughs> I was just making sure it was really good. Oh, yeah. But he is he is literally more hair than man. Wow. Yeah. And, and he is five three. He is he is not a tall dude. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. But he is a giant of saxophone players. <laughs> See? That's all you need. Sure. You, want, you need to be a giant one thing. Yep. And yeah. his is hair. His is hair. And then he falls back on the saxophone thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, this was uh, tedious. I'm glad we got to do it. Though. Yeah, me too. Before we even forget the name of the book that we right? supposedly read. You know, I, I did kind of have to uh, search my apartment to see where I had put this before coming over. It's been a, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, right before we wrap up here, uh, Baby Watch. Oh, yeah, my phone just did uh, vibrate. Uh, it, was not, it was not my wife. Okay. All right. 
So I think we are good. Okay. I don't know. There's four texts though. <laughs> so at the hospital giving birth. No, I'm just kidding. Right. No, <laughs> no, just just friends of mine being dumb. All right. Well, I'm glad I could be here, dumb in person with you. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you at some point. Yeah, listener. Yeah, I'll see you probably sooner than the listener. Sure. Yeah, if you find a copy of DC, it's a, I think it's a DC comic, yeah. Slash Maraud from the 80s, maybe you can read along with us. Is, it, is there a trade? I don't know. I found these in dollar boxes. Sure. So there's like it's six issues. There, there's probably a trade. Probably. But it's probably out of print. It's Slash Maraud. Right. It's not a lot of demand. Um, but uh, in your dollar boxes everywhere, most oh, likely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Back issue bins across the nation. At least Google it. See if you want. Sure. Yeah. See, if, see if you can illegally download it. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't going to go there, but yeah, you, you knew what I was talking about. <laughs> we do not support privacy. No. Not in any way. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.